Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast today. This is the podcast that is called Hope for Today. And this is the podcast where we study the Word of God to find hope. The Bible says in Romans 15, 4, For whatsoever things are written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. You know, isn't it a blessing that we... We don't ha- we're not responsible for conjuring up our own hope. We're not responsible for finding our own hope. And certainly that hope does not lie within ourselves, but it lies in Christ and it can be found as we study the scriptures. I've been reading uh, recently um, a book called Competent to Counsel by Jay Adams. These are easily found on Amazon and they actually have an online counseling course that you can take. It's quite affordable. And one of the things that I find really valuable is he has done extensive research into uh, the different um, sciences and those who have uh, studied psychology and given uh, and written so many books on it. And so he goes through and he talks about the different secular counselors and, um, you know, he talks about uh, different ones. And, of course, I'm still a new student at this. I don't pretend to know everything about it. But without exception, secular counselors will have different techniques that they use. And there's different schools of thought. But really, they're looking to you to provide the answer. Some of them will just listen and they'll repeat back what you say. And they will say, well, what do you think that means? Or how do you feel about that? And they're really just kind of trying to dredge out the answer from you. You're the one that's supposed to have the answer, even to the point where they they say in their manuals that the counselor should have no opinion. The counselor should be almost a, almost a casual observer, and you're supposed to keep your face as blank as possible. Um, and... Another one, Sigmund Freud, he's a famous counselor and has written many books. He encourages to uncover the past. Again, pointing that you are the answer. Your true self is the light that you're looking for. If you could go back to your past and uncover some kind of traumatic event and place responsibility correctly. Perhaps it's more, I'm sure it's more complicated than that, but this is the basic gist of what he's saying. It's constantly digging into the past and that's where the light is found is in the past. And again, it's in yourself. Um, another school of thought is the, the thought of self-esteem. Uh, what has damaged your self-esteem, everything needs to be made sure that it's curated in a very particular way so that your self-esteem is not damaged. If it has been damaged, then let's go back and let's repair that self-esteem. Again, everything is based on self. Another one, counselor named Skinner, um, his method and his belief and his philosophy was that human beings are capable of so much more 
then we realize, and so the role of the counselor is to incentivize that person to get out of themselves, right? Um, oftentimes his way of counseling is kind of described as the doggy biscuit, right? Or the carrot on the stick. So what is your problem? What do you want? And let's help you come to realize that you are capable of so much more. Well, that puts us in contrast to what does Christ say? What does the scripture say? Now, when we go to secular counselors and their advice and uh, psychology, psychiatry is much more prevalent now than it has ever been. We can look up things on the internet. We can listen to talks from secular counselors. And whilst many of them disagree on premise, are we supposed to blame somebody? Are we supposed to find the answer within ourselves? Uh, am I supposed to live my life as a perpetual victim? Again, we're not discrediting that these are pieces, but is this the light? Is this the hope that we're really looking for? It says in Ephesians 5 and verse number 8, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So it gives us what light is and what we're supposed to be walking in. Walk as children of light, meaning, and it comes from the Spirit of God. And what is the fruit? What is this product of Christianity? What should the Christian have in his life or her life? Goodness, righteousness, and truth. True goodness True righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. And then it goes on and it says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of righteousness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Okay, so we're talking about light. And we can agree that hope, if we have hope, that's like a light in our life. Where do we find this hope? What is the message of Christ? And this podcast may be going out to those who are unbelievers and you're researching, you're questioning, you're interested in what Christianity has to offer or what the message of Christianity is. But oftentimes I find that there are many uh, believers who listen to this podcast as well. Thank you so much for listening, by the way. Um, But we need to make sure that we are accessing the true light as well. So what is that light? The light, first of all, is Christ. Christ is the light. Bible says, John 8 and 12, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. He says, I am the light of the world. And then he says, so he is identifying himself as the light that we're looking for. What is the light that we're looking for? Thank God 
that through his word and the message of scripture is you are not the light. The light does not come from within you. Is man basically good or basically evil? Mankind is basically broken. We are sinners. The light that comes out of us is only a reflection of our creator. Whatever goodness comes out is fractured because we are fractured. But where does that light come from? That light comes from God. But we have to accept Christ as the light. He is really what we're craving. He's what we're looking for. I am the light of the world. And if you have Christ, if you've accepted Christ, what does it mean to accept Christ? What does it mean to accept the light? It means that you're that you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sin. Sin is the darkness. Sin is the mistakes. Mistakes is the word that we use, but the word sin is transgression. It means that we have intentionally broken the law. And you say, well, I didn't grow up in a Christian country or I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but we have broken our own conscience. We have In our minds and in our hearts, there have been times when we know I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't look at that. I shouldn't think that way. And we have crossed that line. Things that we've done, things that we've said, we've walked into the darkness. And the thing is, is that Christ is the light. He is calling us back. But in order to come to the light, the light of hope, the light of eternal life, we have to come to him. It's not us finding hope within ourselves. It's us looking outside of ourselves. That requires humility. And that is why many people never find the true light is because they are unwilling to admit they are not the answer. We have to humble ourselves. You have to admit that Christ died on the cross for your sin. So he took all the darkness upon himself. He took all of the sin of mankind, all of the, all of the actions but all of the consequences as well, the, con- the eternal consequences of the wrath of God on the sin, he took that upon himself. The shame and the guilt and the fear that many people live with as a result of their sin. And the thing is, is that many people may not be able to immediately trace it back to that. They may not necessarily think, well, I did that and I feel ashamed. Many people can. But many times the... The awful feelings that we have can be traced back simply to our sin. We, we're living in darkness. We are living in darkness. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then it goes on to say, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Accept Christ, accept the light. That's the first thing. The first thing that we need to do. Christ is the light of the world. John 12, 46, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. You say, well, what about what those other counselors say? There was something that happened. There was something. I was victimized. There was this. There was that. We're not, we're not minimizing that. But then the method of Christianity, the method of Christ is Christ goes into your past. <laughs> 
is not just accepting Christ today as your Savior, even though that's so important if you've never gotten saved, but many times we struggle today because we have somehow limited Christ going into our past. We've not accepted that he is today the light of our life. He is the light, okay? Uh, the po- the politics is not the light. The political leader is not the light. The Knowing the future is not the light. Having all of the money is not the light. Financial security is not the light. Christ is the light. He is the rock. He says, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. You say, well, there's this thing from my past or there's an, this event or or this happened or maybe... Even on the other side, where sometimes we just, we choose to have excuses and we blame and we live kind of in this world of self-pity, right? So whether or not you've truly been victimized, which is, man, so common these days, right? Or if honestly, people can victimize themselves by choosing to live in self-blame instead of just saying, I did it. I have done this, if it's appropriate to say that in some cases. Meaning, sometimes people do things to us or have done things to us or have said things to us. But also, based off of everybody's experience, there are those things that, those choices we have made. Regardless, okay, Christ is the light. Christ gives us victory. Christ won the victory over sin, death, hell, Satan, right? He's won the victory over all of this. He has come to give us light. He, his plan for us, God's plan for you is not that you should live in darkness. God's plan for you is so that you can live in the light. Now, let me read a verse or two from a passage in Revelation, Revelation 21, let me just remind us of this, okay, notice that he says, if we follow him, we will have light. It's not that, well, I became a Christian and now I should live in perpetual hope. I should just live in this perfect life. I should never have any negative vibrations, negative emotions, negative experiences. That's not true, okay? We have to walk in the light. We have to accept Christ as the light number one, but then we have to walk in the light, guys. We have to actively do it. Revelation 21, it says in verse number 22, now this is talking about heaven. This is talking about the future. And I saw no temple therein for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it and the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it for the glory of God did lighten it And the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved, that means us. That means everybody who's accepted Christ. God does not limit nationality, race, gender, anything like that. Anyone who chooses Christ as the light. It's describing this. It's describing your future if you've accepted Christ. And If you have not yet accepted Christ as your Savior, this could be your future, but only if you choose Christ as your Savior. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, 
and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's the future. So now we have to trust Christ as our Savior. He is the light. I am not the light. Thank God I am not the light. You are not the light. That is not your responsibility. Trust Christ as the light. Number two, look to the scriptures for light. How do we walk in the light? We have to look to the scripture. Bible says, Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God's word is the light. It shows us what is true. It shows us what is false. It shows us what could be trusted. It shows us what should be shunned. It shows us how to make decisions. It corrects our heart. God's word is the light. We need to walk after Christ by walking in the light of scripture. So number one, Christ is the light. Number two, walk in the light of scripture. Number three, we need to be intentional in walking in the light. We need to be intentional in walking in the light. This is so important during this pandemic. Again, this we're in various stages all across the world in various provinces and countries and states and towns. Everybody's got different rules. Okay? And we're so quick to fight for what we want and we're very quick to fight for what we believe will bring us hope or will maintain our hope. But we need to understand that walking in, walking in the light is walking in obedience to Christ. It's having a relationship with God. It's walking in the light of scripture. Okay, uh, We need to understand that once we get saved, we are not automatically going to always know right and wrong. We're not going to have the energy to do the right thing if we're not taking the time to walk in scripture. Okay? We have to walk in the light. It has to be intentional. It's not automatic. It will be automatic in heaven. That's why I read those scriptures. But it's not automatic now. We have to be intentional with it. We have to walk in the light. Now, let me just give this last little piece of the study to us. It says in verse 13, but all things that are reproved, this is back in Ephesians 5 and verse 13, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. So he's trying to say that as you walk in the light, it's going to, your actions and your choices of not walking in sin and making sinful choices the way that you used to before you were saved is going to shine the light of truth on those that you are around. The Bible says, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. So obviously back before electric light, they would use candles, and they wouldn't put it underneath a basket, Right? Because then you're not going to be able to see. So he says in verse 16, this is Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. It is going to be obvious if Christ is your light. If you've chosen Christ as your Savior, he's your source, but then your walk. Are you looking to other places for the light? Okay, Uh are you walking in the light? Are you walk? 
are you walking, are you sliding back into making those dark choices? Or are you continually walking in the light of scripture, walking in the light of the relationship? And you say, well, I am doing that. We've got to understand that's going to have an impact on other people. Other people are going to see that. They're going to, they're going to know that your spirit is different. Your attitude is different. They're going to understand that your choices that you're making are different. You're going to avoid some things. You're going to choose other things. Hey, your schedule is going to be different. They're going to see that. It's going to reflect the choices that scripture teaches us to make. Okay. My kids got one of these for Christmas. I'm holding this up to the camera for those of you listening to the audio. It is a little flashlight that looks like a bug. Okay, it's got like these twisty legs. It's got four twisty legs. And uh, and they, they got it for Christmas. Okay, and I'm shining it in the camera so you can see it's a little flashlight. And uh, the other day they needed a new battery in it. And so um, we found a battery and re- we replaced the battery, little watch battery. Well, this little, this little thing is pretty, pretty bright, right? Now, I don't know how many lumens it is, but it's pretty bright. And flashlights are so helpful, and of course, kids love playing with them. But as their father, I was, re- I was responsible for telling them, don't shine it in each other's eyes, right? Play, have fun, but don't hurt each other with it. And guys, we need to understand that if we've accepted Christ as our Savior, we know the truth. We have, we have chosen the light, and that brings light to our life that brings light to our heart, that brings light to our psyche, okay? We can see certain things. We're walking in the light. We're making certain choices, okay? We're walking and reading the word of God and so on and so forth. We've got to understand that that can have a power, that has a powerful effect on other believers, but it has a powerful effect on unbelievers, Okay, so now we need to talk about the spirit of walking in the light. We need to make sure that we are not trying to blind other people with the truth of God's word. Okay, Christ came, yes, he's the light of the world, but he came in a spirit of kindness and love. He came to say, here, let me use this light of who I am, Jesus said, to shine and show you where you are. And let me, with my actions, he's going to show us where we are as well with the choices that he made. And guys, we need to understand that as a Christian, we, we know the truth, we believe the truth, but we need to make sure that, we, that we're not harsh with the truth, that we're not trying to force people into the truth. We need to be a clear witness of Christ but we're not trying to blind them with it, right? Um, and if we do that, they will see our good works. And they will glorify our Father which is in heaven. They will, we will have an opportunity to share the gospel with them verbally as well as with our life. Guys, thanks so much for listening. I know this one was just a little bit longer than normal. But I believe we need a little bit more right now because these are dark times, okay? Um, Not only the darkness of winter, but also there's just a lot going on in the world. And we need to make sure that we 
remember what the light is. The light is Christ and that we walk in the light of who he is, right? And of the light of scripture. And as we do that, we need to have, we need to understand that's going to have an impact on others and it should, but we need to make sure that we do so with a spirit of kindness and love. That's the difference between law and grace. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you in the next one.